Hello, and welcome to the Candy Gibbs Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about upcoming events, this podcast, and for other resources, visit candygibbs.com. Okay, I want to remind us that we are talking about Jeremiah 33.3. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you did not know. To call means to call in a loud voice, to shout or to proclaim. And then unsearchable and great things that we don't know. And I know just from the short time that I've spent with each one of you, pretty much all of us are asking the Lord about things that we don't know. And we're counting on the Lord to bring us answers in different ways in different areas of our life. And I want us tonight, if the Lord has been highlighting something in your life that you need to deal with and address, I want you to do it tonight. The Lord says that he gives you grace at your time of need. Right now, today, if he has been working with you on something, today is the day. I don't ever want us to get in the mindset of, well, this is just something that I'm just going to struggle with forever. There's always going to be things that Um, maybe tempt us. We talked about maybe tipping over a little bit when my relationship is not on spot with the Lord, but I don't have to deal, for example, with fear every day for the rest of my life. I don't have to deal with some kind of an addiction every day for the rest of my life. We can put a standard up and a flag in the ground today that says, this is the day, October... 30, 29th, that the Lord delivered me from that, right? And he breaks the chains. Just like that song was saying, he breaks chains. And when your chains are broken, you're free, right? And I'm not bound to that thing anymore. So tonight, let's do the work of putting a stake in the ground, getting free from whatever it is that the Lord is highlighting for you, okay? Um, We're asking the Lord for a greater understanding of God, of his love, his grace, and the Holy Spirit. We want to see him in a a new way. We want to experience the fullness of who he is. We understand that the flesh wars against the spirit. And it's really pretty simple. It is whether or not I'm going to be obedient to the spirit's work in my life. Um, we talked about how we need to bring things into the light so that we won't, first of all, the temptation will be less, anything that's in the light. And second of all, the enemy cannot blackmail me if it's in the light, right? So we want to bring things out into the light. We want to address things. We don't want to be people that stick our head in the stand, in the sand, stuff things, none of that. We're going to address it. Temptations negative emotions and past traumas. Y'all have been thinking about that all weekend. I want to list some of the things that I believe that the Lord may want to set us free from tonight. Unforgiveness. If, If on your list, if you wrote some people down, I have negative feelings about this person regularly. 
bitterness, shame, jealousy, anxiety, a fear of man or a feeling that you have to perform, isolation or loneliness, a past trauma, or maybe some kind of addiction. And your thing might be something totally different. But those are just some things that I've been praying specifically for. All of these things that I named can drain our cup. Now, I do want you to know that serving the Lord and chasing hard after the Lord, that often looks like hard work. I mean, everybody that works at 1330, you know, ministry is hard work. But I am chasing the Lord. It does not empty my cup to work hard, to answer a calling, to serve God, to pour myself out. One of you got a word today that your life is a laid down life. You've laid it all down. It's all service. That is um, a lot of energy. That does not empty my cup. Do you know that the Lord built you to burn calories? You are supposed to burn physical calories. It is good for you to go and run until you lose your breath. It's good for your muscles to be sore. That means you're getting stronger. It's good and necessary that you expend spiritual calories. Otherwise, I get fat and lazy spiritually. We don't want to be that. We don't want to be that physically. We don't want to be that spiritually. I was created to expel calories. That does not empty my cup. Sometimes we think we're so busy. We're so busy. We got so many demands on us. I'm empty. No. If I am operating in what God has called me to do, he has equipped me to do the good work. My cup is full. But when my cup drains is when I don't remember to bring my cup, call to the Lord, declare out of my mouth what I need filled I'm low on some grace. I'm low on peace. God, I need peace. I need love. Fill my cup. Or I've got some of these issues that we're talking about, and i got holes punched all through the thing. And no matter how much he pours in, it's coming out. Because I am anxious, fearful, addicted, off focus, exhausted, all of those things, right? Those are holes in my cup. So what we're dealing with tonight is how do we plug the holes? Because I need my cup to hold the outpouring that the Lord has for me so that I have enough to share with people around me. So how do we plug the holes? That's what we're going to talk about tonight. The first way we talked about this afternoon is that you do have a weapon and it is the word. We talked about that being your sword and that you have control over your thoughts and you take those thoughts captive at the tip of your sword, which is the word of God. But I got to know the word. And then we talked in Q&A, most of the answers that you were, the answers to the questions you were asking, the answer was measure against the word, right? It all measures up to this. It aligns with this. Every question that we talked about could have been answered by finding it in here. Okay, so we have a weapon. The next thing is the power of peace. So we have the sword of the spirit. That is one way that we can battle to ensure that our cup stays full. The second is the power of peace. Colossians 3.15 says, And let the peace of God 
rule in your hearts. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. The Bible in, in Hebrews chapter 6 gives us the armor of God. And do you know what part of your armor is peace? The power of peace is in your feet, right? Yes, you are covered, your feet are covered with the gospel of peace. What moves you around? It's your feet, right? So what that means is that when I have my armor on, I know where to put my next foot, take my next step, because I feel peace. And if I don't feel peace, I do not move my feet. Okay? I have to put my faith in the Lord and listen to the peace and bow to it. Do you know the Bible also calls Jesus the Prince of Peace? That's an authority. A prince holds a, a place of authority. I have to submit my will to people that are in authority over me. So if Jesus is the prince of peace and I want peace, I have to submit to the prince of peace. Okay? He's called the prince of peace, y'all. He's got some to give you. If that's what you need, declare it. Call it out. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. This Today, this afternoon, I think is the first time that I realized that it says it will guard your heart and your mind. How many of us feel like that recently your thoughts have just been all over the place? Just chaos, right? In everything, don't be anxious, but submit your requests to God with thanksgiving. And the peace that you cannot understand will not only guard your heart, but it will guard your mind. And I think right now, just in the name of Jesus, I just speak peace over our thoughts. Peace over our minds. Peace over our hearts. You know, in the midst of the storm, that's exactly what Jesus said. All the waves, all the wind, and Jesus said, peace be still. Okay? So he's got us covered from head to toe. His peace is guarding my mind. His peace is guarding my heart. And his peace cover my feet. I'm just covered up in peace, right? And if I don't feel peace, I don't move. And I wait and I listen for the voice that I can hear because I know my shepherd's voice and you know your shepherd's voice. So I want you, if any of you struggle right now, if you're struggling with your thoughts, you're struggling with chaos or anxiety I want you to make a list of the things that you're anxious about and the things that are stealing your peace. And when you are in your quiet time, I want you to approach the throne room of grace with confidence. And I want you to tell the Lord what it is that you need peace for. These are the things, A, B, C, D. These are causing me anxiety. And let the Lord tend to you in that quiet place. Okay? But... One of the things that was set 
<clears throat> when we were praying with you guys today is we don't fight on the devil's terms, okay? So when I am in a quiet time and I'm meeting with the Prince of Peace and I'm submitting, these are the things that make me anxious. These are the crazy, vain imaginations that I'm having. These are the thoughts that I can't get in control. This is on my turf. This is on me and Jesus' time right here. But when later in the day and I'm by myself in my kitchen and all of a sudden, bam, something comes on me and it's a spirit of fear and anxiety, I do not deal on the devil's ground. So when that hits me, what I'm immediately going to do is go straight back to Jesus. I need you right now. I need you to come right now. In the name of Jesus, whatever this is that's coming against me has to go. And then when I'm going to name those anxieties one-on-one, -on -one, it's going to be in the secret place behind the veil. It is not going to be on his terms when he has come with an attack. Okay? As soon as you feel like an attack. And if it comes on like that, y'all, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I have, where all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I feel anxious, I'm afraid, I am having chaotic thoughts, or I have some random crazy off-the-wall thought that would never be my thought. That is a spiritual attack, okay? And the power that is in you is greater than that. So you have authority. The Word says all authority has been given to you. Take it. You do not have to put up with it, and you don't have to discuss with it. You say, leave me alone in the name of Jesus, okay? Peace will come, but you have to learn how to fight all of these things that I just said are scriptures. Hide the word in your heart. This is how you do battle. Okay? So, I want you to make a list. I want you to discuss those things with the Lord in your quiet time. And ask the Lord to continue to bring you peace. So, we've got the word. We've got the power of peace. And we have the power of accountability. I want to read you Hebrews 23 through 25. I've got too many markers. What did I say? <laughs> Ten. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. James 5. 13 through 16. Is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church and to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. And if he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful 
and effective. We need the body. You cannot do this thing by yourself. You need accountability. You need mentors. You need somebody to bounce things off of. You need somebody to pray with you. And they aren't going to have all the answers either, but two people, do you know the scripture that says, if two or more are gathered in my name, there will I be also. We need accountability, and we need people that we can lean on. It's just like we were talking about last night. Your shield in your armor is faith, right? Faith is, I have seen him show up here, and I have seen him show up here, and I know he is going to show up here, and so I can hold up my shield of faith. But everybody gets tired. And sometimes I need my brothers and sisters to hold that shield up for me and let me get my bearings. That's what accountability means, okay? If, as I'm saying this, confess your sins one to another, pray for each other, if there is something that immediately is coming to your mind and you're like, I will not be telling anybody that, that is the thing that you need to tell somebody that is the thing that the Lord or that the enemy is going to use as blackmail against you. Okay? None of us are perfect. We all have things that we're trying to overcome. But you need to be able to submit to accountability. Now, I want to say this. The Lord reminded me of this when we were in worship. On one of the questions, the question was, how do I know what to do with social media or movies? And we went over that pretty quickly. And I just want to say to you that in regard to your cell phones, to your computers, to any kind of a device, I don't care if you're a guy or a girl, I don't care how old you are, and I don't care if you're married or single, you need accountability. Somebody else in this world needs to know what it is you're looking at. Period. And it doesn't matter who you are. Because I, there is so much business on that internet and on those apps and all of the business. There is so many open doors to the enemy. It is so easy and it is so private and so isolated. It is so easy for something to pop up and me to just for 30 minutes look at something that I absolutely should not be looking at. That is an attack of the enemy and it is not acceptable. I think it is so powerful though that sometimes we're like, I can't beat it. This is just the way it's gonna be. I'm just gonna forever fall into this and so I'm just not gonna try anymore. I'm just gonna accept that's how it is. No, no, no. If I have to claw myself to the finish line, I'm going to claw. I am certainly not going to sit down and die 10 yards from the goal line. We don't ever stop fighting, but I need accountability. So there are all kinds of things that you can do. My favorite one right now is called Covenant Eyes, and it really is accountability. It's not going to block anything. But the way that works is I have it on my computer. I have accountability partners. And every week, my accountability partners get an email. And they can see everything that I looked at that week. It doesn't keep me from being able to look at it. But if I look at it, I know somebody else is going to see that I did. There is absolutely no reason 
that I shouldn't be willing to allow that kind of accountability in my life. Because if I mess up and look at something that I shouldn't, then I call my accountability people and say, hey, I messed up and I looked at something this week and I need you to continue to hold me accountable and pray for me. And then we get back on the bike and we keep pedaling. But everybody needs accountability because anything in the secret and in the dark belongs to the enemy. Who in your life holds you accountable? I have, my family holds me accountable. My family is on covenant eyes with me. They see what I see on my, all my devices. My adult children, my husband, we all on the same thing. I have a mentor who I meet with every week. She is 10 times the person that I am, and she holds me accountable, and she challenges me to be better. Mallory reads and can read every email that I have. It doesn't mean that I don't mess up. It means that if I do mess up, I'm going to get caught quick, and that's what I want. And that's what I pray for you. That's what I pray for my kids. If I mess up, if they mess up, catch them quick. I don't want you to get three miles down the wrong road. I want you to take two steps that way. Right? And because we love each other and we're the body, then we're going to stand in front of you no further. You're not going any further. You have to have accountability. So if you don't have someone in your life, you need to ask the Lord who? Who can I reach out to and ask them? My mentor that I have, her name's Brenda, about probably 15 years ago, I asked her if she would be my mentor. I knew her, but not really well. It was a very awkward thing, but she has been a godsend in my life. And it's important that you have that. So ask the Lord, who? Who is it that I can ask to pour into me that way? Um, we have the word we use it like a sword it is a weapon and y'all I wish that it could be candles and dim rooms and soft music all the time when you're in the quiet place and sometimes it is sometimes it is that but sometimes it looks like battle y'all I mean, sometimes there's a lot of moving around. Sometimes it gets really loud. You know that song, it might get loud? It might. It should. You need to stand up and move around. If I'm sitting down having a quiet time and I start to nod off or I'm getting distracted or I'm forgetting what I'm reading, you need to get up and pick up your sword and move your feet around. And you need to start to declare some things. And sometimes there's blood, sweat, and snot and tears. It looks like a fight because it is. It is. And I think sometimes the enemy and the Lord and all of that realm take it way more serious than we do. I think sometimes they're like, get up, get up. Do not lay there and take it anymore. Do not lay there and take it anymore. Not the insecurity, not the anxiety, not the addiction, not the worry, not the crazy thoughts. Don't take it anymore. But sometimes you are the one that has to wield your own sword. So I have a sword 
I have the power of peace. And we talked about it covers me completely. I have accountability. I'm going to set accountability in my life because I'm not alone. None of us can do it alone. And then the last one is going to be the power of praise. And we're going to talk about the power of praise at the very end tonight after you have your small group time. And what we're going to do right now is we're going to break up um, into your small groups. And we're going to answer some of the questions. You all got some questions. You small group leaders have the list of those questions. You don't have to talk about them all. You don't have to talk about any of them. If you need to just kind of get by yourself and fill some of those questions out, that's great. But I want you to ask the Lord, is there anything in my life tonight that you want to deal with? Because I want to be rid of it. I want to plug up every hole that I have in my cup. I want a full cup. And I want to be able to live out of the fullness and the increase and the overflow. But I got to plug up the holes. So that's what we're dealing with tonight. Are there any holes? So you write them down. You're again, you don't have to show them to anybody. Uh, we're going to come back in here, though, and we're going to do some battle in praise. I want to read you one more scripture. This is Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles who satisfies your desires with good things who renews your strength who crowns you with compassion and love who heals all your diseases and redeems your life praise his name if for nothing else y'all what he's already done in our life he deserves your uninhibited praise. And something happens on the inside of you and in the spirit realm when you praise. And when you, you know, the, the Israelites celebrate several feasts every year and they're called the Feasts of the Lord and there's seven of them. And in one of them, part of what they do is offer a free will offering of praise where they say, my praise is going to equal what he has done for me. Well, I think it would be impossible for me to praise him equal. But shouldn't we try? Because he changes everything. And he is the one desire, your one job, learn more about who he is. So, God, we thank you and we say, God, that we're listening to you. We want a good, strong, big cup, Lord, that you can fill to overflowing. We ask, God, that you would do work in us this weekend. And we ask, God, tonight that we could put a stake in some things 
and say that it's finished and we're not going to have to continue to struggle with these things. I just want to praise you too, God, for the salvation that we had today. That's a game changer. That's a game changer and that's a miracle, God, and we thank you. Lord, come Holy Spirit, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. You've been listening to the Candy Gibbs Podcast. For more information and other resources, visit candygibbs.com.